Idiot's Talk History. I was not expecting that. <laughs> no, carry on. I'm your host, Lorna, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Matt. Hello! And this is a podcast where we talk about stuff from history. So we talk about things you might not know about, so we're trying to educate you. Or we're just talking about famous things and we're trying to shine a bit of light on it. Which like, I think is what Matt is doing today. Uh, it's like a university course, but it's free in your ears. Yes. And it's not serious. We're quite yes. relaxed. But we will send you a certificate at the end of it will with we? your name on. When's the end? <laughs> Don't know. Just send us an email. Yeah. Send us an email. It Put is your name on. Gmail.com. We'll, we'll email it back over. Yeah, don't worry about it's it. It's Matt's homework. That's what I do every week. Mm. I have thousands of names. This is the names. first time they're all hearing about it nah. then. Well, yeah, but there's still some people sending certificates. Like, they send in, assume. They scan in uh, certificates and then... Uh, Sometimes they have the name on it, and I'll, I'll do my signature, you know, like the professor does. Oh, they make all. them themselves? Yeah, some people oh, do. Oh, I love a DIY certificate. Sometimes. Do you ever do the ones they used to do them on, like, BBC website, and it used to be, like, Tracy Beaker, and you could make, like, your own certificates, and then you could make, like, your own door signs, and it was like, my room, get out. Oh. Great. Like Tracy would do. Yeah. Like, classic Miss Young Beaver. Be- so not Beaver. Much. A Beaker. Is the name Beaker? <laughs> Tracy Beaker, yeah, Brilliant. not Bieber. Right. Um, um, yeah, so much sass, though. Anyway, you've thrown me off because you lent in. I was leaning into the introduction, you just lent in and just took oh, over. Sorry, sorry. No, it's fine. Rude, but fine. No, um... Who made you the boss? <laughs> this is a collaborative approach. It is, yeah. It's not a dictatorship. It is, it's democracy. And we'll get on to this today. Oh, oh brilliant. Sizzle. Just a bit of sizz, but it'll sizzle her. Um, I hate that sizz. So if you listen to last week's episode, um, you'll know uh, Bianca Tam and yes. the Second Sino-Japanese War. Mm-hmm. You'll know that at the very end, uh, Lorna ruined what the this week's podcast oh, will be on. Oh, it was good. Um, and it is Peter the Great. Of Russia. What do you know about Peter the Great, Lon, or anything? Um, we did him at A-levels, so I know that he was a really tall dude. Oh, he was a tall dude, yeah. He was yeah. quite tough. He liked to eat a lot, I think. Well, yeah, I hadn't written about that, but yeah. Um, And then he made loads of people build St. Petersburg and die. Oh, well, that's that's the old topic in about There's, 12 seconds. There must seconds. be other stuff as well, but I can't remember. Yeah, this is what I thought. Um, Yeah, we did study him at A-level. At the same time... Yeah, I get confused with Louis. Exactly. I was going to bring it up, because I, I studied him and Louis at the same time as well. Uh, Louis XIV um, of France, who built Versailles. Mm-hmm. And you can find my episode on that. Number episode two. two. I've been wanting to do it since then. I've, like These two were the first two on my list. Um, oh, I love so taking I'm them glad, off the list as I'm well. I'm glad this is ticked off. Um, didn't want to do it immediately. Mm. I've left it 40 episodes, so I think we're good. It's a solid amount of time, um, though. Yeah, because I always, for some reason, I think Peter the Great wore heels, but he didn't. He was the was tall Louis. one. Yeah. Louis loves some heels. Yeah. yeah. He was, um, let's get started, just jump oh, right yeah, in. yeah, go on, please. Russia, by the way, this one. Russia. He's apparently called Peter the First, or um, Piotr. How do you pronounce Piotr? P-Y-O-T-R. I think you Piotr? did a good... Pervy by the Russians. Oh, his... Pervy. Not <laughs> I put it in Just because I thought that was a funny name. Um, but we'll stick with mo- mainly the uh, British, uh, the English pronunciations. You know, because mm. a lot of the Russian translated over. Peter's born in Moscow, Russia. You know yeah, the one. That's the capital, um, right? Yep. June 9th, 1672. Oh, he's a bit of an old dude. Well, he's not alive now, but yeah. Well, I know if he was, he'd be old. Um, and this is where I got confused a lot, because Louis was around to just sort of overlap a bit, just briefly, I think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so he was born, you don't, don't need to know where he was born, but he's the 14th child of Tsar Alexis. I really like the name Alexis. Yeah, yeah. for a boy or a girl. Either. Mm. No preference. Um, his older brother Theodore the third succeeded his father Alexei, or Alexis changes depending on which website I got this from. Um, mm. But he only lasted on the throne for six years. I think he died. Theodore was Theodore the oldest. The third, yeah, his older half brother. I'm not sure he was the oldest. But so was he number one? What do you mean? Well, Peter was fourteen. Um, the fourteen. Yeah, it might have been. I don't know. He's just older than him. I'm not sure. Um, oh, in this time, is it men who only get the throne? Yes. 
sexist. I think so, actually. I'm not sure, because later on I mention a female leader who you oh. might have heard of. Anastasia? Nope. She Was she a leader? leader? <laughs> no, I didn't no, think so. No, but I really like that film. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, no. all right. I've only seen it once. I have it on DVD, I think. Anastasia, the film. It was quite yeah. good, from what I remember. I didn't mind it. Yeah, Disney. it's very history-focused. Oh, we like that. Mm. Um, Peter so was... Paul Contest, though. Sorry, sorry. It's all right. So is Mulan, really. Sorry, carry on. So is The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Yeah. Is that actually? I just made I don't it up. Know. I don't think it is. It's uh, based on a book, isn't it? Well, it's geographically it's, correct. It's, yes, it's in France. Um, so Peter was 10 years old, and he was chosen by the Boyaduma, the Russian Royal Council. Mm. And he was chosen. I thought that was the Duma. Right. What's a Duma? I thought that was how you said it. Oh, maybe you do. I'm just pronouncing it. I can't remember how you do all the pronunciations. Uh, so he was chosen over his half-brother Ivan, and Ivan suffered um, disabilities. He was um, physically and mentally disabled. Ivan's sister, Sophia, uh, was not happy. She wanted the throne. She was not happy oh, that Ivan, Ivan didn't get picked. Mm. Um, and her and her fam, with like her side of the family, basically, with the support of the Streltsy Guard, who were like um, noblemen, basically, mm-hmm. um, organised the Moscow Uprising. Moscow? Where are you from? <laughs> The Moscow Uprising. <laughs> who says Moscow? I think Americans. Like Americans. I'm just bridging the gap no. across the Atlantic, Lorna. This is good for our listeners. Um, the think Moscow Uprising. Um, it's not all about us. Um, in these riots, yeah, this isn't a bit to laugh at, Peter saw members of his family killed. Um, and the result of the uprising was that Sophia became regent and Ivan was crowned Ivan V. And he shared the throne with Peter, but Ivan was in a more senior position than Peter. This isn't what I meant about females being on the throne. This isn't, She's all, not no, on this the isn't throne. what I'm talking about. Right. It's later on. Wait, so why is Peter kicked off? Why does he share the throne? I remember this. What are you talking about? Peter, why does Peter kick off? No, why did he get? Why does he have to share it? Because, so, yeah, Sophia wanted Ivan to be king because she he was the older brother. She thought, wait, was well, he Well, I want my sister to be queen, but um, I don't get my way. Um, Sorry, I just moved my chair. Um, you want your sister to be queen. That would be good, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, but she's not royal family, is she? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Stumped you that one, didn't it? Mm, um, that's a good point. So, yeah, she... I think it was... This uprising was sort of happening. They sort of meshed together. Yeah, my issue is, right... At least that... it didn't kill Peter, to be honest. Yeah, he's still alive, that's mm. good. My issue with, with regents is that it's never the people that want to be on the throne. I bet Ivan didn't want to be king. I'm just speculating, yeah, but I bet he didn't. And it's him who's like, yes, you will be king. And they did it in Spain as well. They're just regents everywhere. They don't want to do it. Who don't want to do it? The king. Oh, people, the king. The, Ivan and people. People in charge. And Carlos. They don't want it. Um. So that was in 1682. So he's... um. Ten years old. Aww. So lots of historians think this had a huge impact on his life, and I've put uh, you think because <laughs> obviously you know seeing his family members murdered, big impact. Yeah, did not enjoy it. Um, Peter spent his childhood away from Moscow. He was sort of shunned away, like he was he was supposedly in charge, but they he pushed him off to yeah. the side. He lived in a small town uh, outside of Moscow with his yes, mom. I remember this. And there he learned to sail on sailboats mm-hmm. and organised mock regiments. Yes. And he only really went to Moscow for some official engagements. So he yeah. sort of lived his whole life. His I whole think childhood that's good there. though. Yeah, away from it all. Yeah, I think so. He's a bit young, wasn't he? I think she made the right decision. Yeah. Good on you, Peter's mum. Yeah. Um, she's called Natalia. Good on you, Nat. Um, <laughs> he got married to a um, woman named Eudoxia Lopikina. Ooh. I'll nail that. Um, who his mum really wanted him to marry, apparently. Um, How old is he? Does he still live outside of Moscow? Well, where does he live? Can you tell me where no, he lives? No, I can't remember. The town's really long. I just didn't put it in because I, I thought oh, for time purposes. Um, and yeah, he, apparently the, the marriage wasn't great. Um, he had a kid though, and I'll tell you about the kid later. Uh, in the nineteen in 1698 or 1712, I jump around a bit, but mm-hmm. this is just their marriage. Um, I'm not sure which day it was. I saw different dates on different websites. Peter divorced Eudoxia, um, forcing her... That's a her, big gap. Yeah, I know. Forcing her to enter a convent. 
Oh. And he later married Marta, a, a woman called Marta, who I think was like a local person, like a common person. Oh, did he who love her? Who would become Empress Catherine the First, who I believe would become Catherine the Great. Oh, after yes, him. I think so. Actually, I don't think so now as a come to think. I think, I think Catherine the Great was the 1800s. Mm. Did he love Marta then? Yeah, I think so. Um, he should have just married for love in the first place. Uh, Catherine the Great. Mm. Yep, it wasn't Catherine the Great. Because Catherine she the Great was... wasn't born until 1729. So, unless he married her as a baby. No. Ooh, but still cool. Empress Catherine the First. So she must have been Catherine There we go. Seven. Oh, she died in oh, 1727. she died before Catherine the Great was born. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got that mixed up. But, yeah. Um... He did marry Empress, who would become Empress uh, Catherine the First, and so that was his sort of marriages. I'll get a little bit out of his kids at some point, but so he only married twice. He married twice, yeah. Uh, in sixteen eighty nine, so he'd been in Moscow uh, outside of Moscow for about seven years. He successfully removed Sofia from rule in the midst of yet another Streltsy revolt. So yeah, I know. Um, Pete was big into education from an early age. Mm. Loved his uh, education. He, he was taught by foreign educators in Germantown, which was a district of, of Moscow. Um, he became interested in developments in science and technology and natural science. Um, in, ni- in 1696, he embarked on his so-called Grand Embassy, like his great tour. So oh, he went, he I went to that. Europe. Yes. Um, he and his delegation went on a trip to find allies. Isn't this where they trashed everything? Um, yeah, I don't really write about that, but he did. He enjoyed a drink. He enjoyed a bit of party and a bit of merrymaking. Yeah. Um, so that definitely came into it. But mm. they supposedly went to find allies for this. They were in a war, setting up a war with Turkey. Uh, mm. But he also went to learn about a lot of stuff, and he was undercover, uh, and he used a pseudonym. And he learnt the craft of shipbuilding on Dutch docks. He learnt about um, shipbuilding and industry in England. He studied artillery in Prussia. Um, and he sort of was opened his eyes to another way of life other than sort of the Russian way of life, which mm-hmm. we'll get onto in a second. He was apparently shocked by what he heard in the House of Commons where he saw common people, just like me and you, um, publicly criticising the policies of like the king or the queen like the sovereign um he'd visit factories and libraries and universities across the across europe but he had to head home after 18 months um because of a streltsy revolt in moscow brilliant they're always doing it summer nine um i forgot summer 1968 i don't think it was summer um 1698 so two yeah oh you've made a lot of mistakes i have yeah i didn't want to bring it up um (laughs) he executed hundreds of the streltsy Exiled the rest of distant towns and effectively disbanded the Streltsy. Which is sad they executed a lot, but I guess he just couldn't trust them. Yeah, they weren't the best, it doesn't seem. They were the sort of the old Russian noblemen. Mm, they got a big type. ego. Um, Ivan had died in in 1696, mm-hmm. so now Peter so Peter had just uh, taken the, over. So yeah, so yeah, he was, he was declared sovereign of all Russia, and he that's I think that's when he set out on his tour. Mm-hmm. Which seems bizarre that he's finally yeah, got control he's like, and he's like, I'm, I'm on holiday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Going on my jollies. <laughs> oh, you bet he did as well. Mm. Oh. If I'm not available, please contact my line manager. Your <laughs> messages will not be forwarded to anyone don't in have my a line man. You don't have a line manager. Please contact my personal assistant. He so. probably would because he was very good at, um, we'll get onto it, but like government reform. Reform. <laughs> <laughs> Reform. Government reform. <laughs> Government. Um, anyway, the Russia of this period was undeveloped compared with the other European countries. His European yeah, Oh, we're going to that. Not yet. Um, it was in the rest of Europe. There was the Renaissance and the Reformation. Yeah, he was all about advancing Russia, but there was a lot of xenophobia. Yeah, do you want to do the report? Go on. <laughs> um, Tell you what, I've got a good memory. Russia was frankly backwards yes. in its approach. <laughs> You've literally 
I swear our teacher used to be like all the time that like, Russia was backwards. Yeah, they, they were backwards and he wanted to modernise and westernise. Yes. So anyway. <laughs> westernise. Oh, they're very... All right, okay. Um, Russia was frankly backwards in its approach. Or at the very least, it did not engage in what we now call westernisation and perhaps modernisation. You're right. Yeah, Why you smile like that? I love a bit of westernisation and modernisation in history. So we'll go on to some internal reforms and policies, which don't sound that exciting, but they are. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I've just written again, westernised and modernised. Basically, there was a lot of... He saw this as the way for Russia to become the great nation it could be. Um, and he decided to make changes to everything, like literally like everything. Um, but he came up against a lot of opposition mainly xenophobia. from yeah but not even just xenophobia they were stuck in their ways and they sort of believed in their traditions like if someone came to us and was just like nah I, don't, I think you no, should you just stop you shouldn't have a Sunday dinner let's not have Monday, Tuesday, let's Wednesday let's ban all you know. fish and chips yeah let's not have Monday to Sunday anymore let's have jog day to flog day <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's what. Um, that's what someone did, though. Well, that's what. In, um, that's what he did as well. Who was that guy who did it? Which guy are we thinking of? It's happened numerous times on one of our podcasts. Introduced Julian Calendar. Mm, I don't know. We talked about the Julian Calendar not long ago. Yeah. I can't remember who else, but he also introduced uh, a calendar at some point. Um, which we'll get onto. So. The old medieval aristocracy, the ones mainly who opposed him. Well, not really, actually. Everyone sort of opposed him. But, um, oh, he's got a tough crowd to he, please. Yeah, and he, he was determined to overcome them and punish them. You know, punish those people who opposed his plans. Um, and, you know, we talk about a lot about westernisation in this podcast, and a lot about modernisation in this podcast, but there are still people who think that what he did wasn't good because... Even though it helped Russia grow and become like the superpower of a nation, eventually they lost like some of their unique, people. yeah, and they lost some of the unique cultural and traditional, um, spiritual traditions that existed before him. He sort mm. of got rid of all of that. Um, yeah, and he was very brutal. He uh, forced the upper class to shave their mustaches and beards yes, and that. dress in European style clothes, which you know they yeah, did not of. did not like. And uh, he apparently personally cut the beards of the boyars. The um, I think they were, me- you know, medieval aristocracy group. Um, what? Just imagining this king cutting yeah. all the beards. I don't think they were happy about it. The um, the Raskolniki, which is the old believers. I assume they're some sort of religious people, and merchants who insisted on keeping their beards had to pay a special tax. But peasants and the Orthodox clergy were allowed to keep their beards. They didn't have to pay a tax. What? So, don't know. Um, maybe the clergy he thought it was some importance, and peasants. Oh, so he probably couldn't boss the clergy around. And I don't think he maybe just didn't care about the peasants. Like he weren't surrounded by them, was he? Really? No, and also maybe they couldn't afford that many razors and stuff, and yeah. hairs grow back really quick. It does. Um, but it's interesting. Even that's like the first, for me reading it, it was the first sign that he had a slightly different view um he was even though he, he was horrible to a lot of the lower class he also gave them lots of opportunities and and you know normally just prior kings just priority prioritize like the upper class and stuff and he was sort of looked down at a lot of people and sort of was like mm. oh no you don't have to shave your beards i'll make them pay a tax if they want to keep the beards you keep them don't worry about it mate no i don't think he's looking out for them though well i agree to disagree We'll get on to more peasant stuff in a bit. Mm-hmm. Peter founded and built a strong navy and re- uh, reorganised his army to match the armies of the great Western European nations mm-hmm. before they'd just had this really unreliable Streltsy who just were like, should we go Actually, against the king? Should we? Yeah, literally whenever they wanted. And the militia of the gentry, so not even mm-hmm. like owned by the king. There was compulsory military service for all noblemen, and they also recruited from the peasantry and everywhere else, everyone else. Um, and that, when I read it, it seemed like the Hunger Games to me, because they would nominate people from like a town and stuff oh, to no. be like, "You go and be in the military." You go and represent us. I volunteer as tribute. <laughs> um, they would wear uniform, um, wielded Russian-made weapons, and were drilled, and they were regimented now. So this was like 
no. a real army force. But that's force. what he grew up doing. Exactly, yeah. Um, and that's what he learnt from his European teachers and mm-hmm. what he saw. Yeah, so I don't think you can really blame him for introducing all this if it's what he's been growing up with. It's a learnt behaviour. Yeah. No, I'm not... I think it, I think it's good, but... No, I just meant what other people say. Yeah. They're wrong. He secular... Yeah, ugh. <laughs> he secularised schools and took a greater control over the Orthodox Church. Um, he was an absolutist ruler. Um, and he started getting books from Western Europe translated. Mm-hmm. The Russian... Um, and like I said, he focused in all areas. So he recruited experts in fields to teach the Russian people. He imported Western European scholars, scholars, like Sean Connor, um, and teachers to educate Russian people on science and technological advancement. Um, he wanted he wanted foreign people with the with knowledge of the newest developments in military science to fill senior roles in like the army and stuff. So they were like senior officers mm. and generals. Um, he also looked to develop a middle class, like a bourgeoisie, um, focused on sort of commerce and industry. And he'd send young noblemen to Europe, to paid by the state, to go and learn from European people and learn, like, their industry and stuff. And he'd track their development. And um, also starting with him, one of the duties of Russian ambassadors serving abroad was to recruit foreign specialists to work in Russia. So he had a big impact. He had a big focus on get these foreign people who know what they're doing mm-hmm. to yeah. teach them their ways. And yeah, like I say, he looked to the West for inspiration at every turn, modernizing the Russian alphabet, introducing the Julian calendar. So New Year was on January the first. Now I thought we had the Gregorian calendar. No, we had this conversation last time, didn't we? <laughs> Probably. I can't remember what... Shows how much I listen. Yeah. No, I think it was a while ago, though. Yeah. Um, he introduced the tradition of decorating Christmas trees in Russia. And he established the first Russian newspaper. Seems unusual that they didn't already have one. Yeah, but... Um, I, don't, I think they just get all their information from the government, really. It's just an absolute... Ruler. Hmm. I just meant the general things. Yeah. Like newspapers now are full of nonsense quite yeah. a lot, so just thought it might be a similar situation. He um abolished the archaic form of government and stood too long, the Boyer Council or the Boyer Duma, as I said, mm-hmm. and appointed a viable Senate, um, which regulated all branches of administration. So he basically built this whole big um bureaucratic administration um he created a system like a whole system of civil service called the table of ranks mm-hmm. you heard about that yes so this so for military naval corps and civilian officers uh, officials sorry there was 14 classifications so there were 14 was the lowest one was the top and it was a ladder that you could climb and i find these really unusual but that's just like you know like we have like you work in local government Local council, yeah, sorry. Yeah, but I wouldn't... And it's sort of similar, like, set out similar, like, it, roles, isn't the, it? Well, the, the organisation set out, like, on a hierarchy. Yeah. But I wouldn't hierarchy based on, like... No, that's a good point, sorry. <laughs> I thought it was just everyone. Oh, no, so no, not everyone. Like so the people... No, no. One. no oh, so that, how rude. So the people working in government Yes, I understand. Are, sorry. And sorry, that's my fault. it allowed... It was pretty bureaucratic and democratic, sort of, because it allowed people of the lowest rank to climb up. You weren't stuck at level one being a peasant. Yes. And it aimed to reduce the abuse of appointments and promotions in service. So, like, nepotism and just being like, oh, he's a, a, he's a nobleman, he'll yeah. be in charge. Whereas now it was like, if you earn it, you can climb up. Yeah. If that actually happened, that often is, like, unknown, really. Whether it was still... Yeah. It's probably still mainly the nobleman at the top and stuff. They still hold all the power because they've got all the money. Yeah, but at least it was, in theory, should have been more Which fair. I think happens today. Do you? Yeah. Do you have this... No. This conversation on now. No, because I keep going into my revelations recently. <laughs> this is not the time or the place. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> You're entitled to your own opinions. Can we carry on? I guess I'm just being nice to everyone. I was just asking. 
Um, and yeah, in in towns there was also local councils basically set up, um, who were under the control of the government. And it was ve- I just I was fascinated by this. It was very forward thinking. Why? Because, so it then carried this reform further in 1720 with the establishment of the chief magistracy in Saint Petersburg, and all the local town magistracies, and the elected municipal office of the towns. So, like, mayors and councillors were subordinated between beneath this big local, beneath the national government sort of thing. Mm. So, all the local governments were then attached to national government. What was the governments like in other um, countries at this time? Have you copied a European model? I think, yeah, yeah, maybe sort of, yeah. He wasn't the first to do it, but it was... It's pretty it's renowned for the size of the country, though. Especially because the, I read somewhere that it was so complicated. Like, there were so many departments. There were so many... Like, everything just overlapped and made no sense, basically. It was very confusing. And they just set it up. Like, okay, we're having 14 of these. Like, eight of these. He split Russia into eight small governments. And then those eight small governments were split into 50 smaller governments. Provinces. Governments. Provinces. And then they were subdivided into districts. Mm-hmm. And it was all, like, set out, like... Pretty... Pretty cool. I, oh, I thought fan. you were describing it as pretty then. <laughs> That's probably pretty as well, yeah. Aww. We'll do foreign policy now. Sorry, guys. We've done local... This is war now. Okay. This is war. That was... When did he reign till? Um, I think 1725. Oh, okay. okay. So, not that long, really. When did he uh, become... Um, Took over... Um, like 1696. Yeah, but 1696 was when he started ruling on his own. Oh, so only 30 years. Yeah, 30 years. Well, that is quite a long time, to be honest. Yeah. But to say he did so much. Yeah, but I guess you can. I guess I could go into a country and do that much. Oh, alright. Just like, change this now. I'll give you a week. They'd miss the deadline. Everyone always misses deadlines. Oh, Lorna's. <laughs> you can tell Lorna works in a council environment. Hmm. Do you miss deadlines at your work? Nah, I don't miss deadlines. I didn't mean you. Yeah, I don't miss deadlines. People miss deadlines, it happens all the time. Foreign policy. Mm hmm. Peter was not only focused on his homeland, he wanted territorial gains beyond its borders. Of course he did, he wanted to be a big European power. He had a lot of land. Had a lot. But what does Peter love? Weren't they landlocked? No, is Russia landlocked? No, but they didn't. Yeah, I'll... they had to go out through Archangel at the top. Okay, right. You've, you've done your own your own work. Yeah, so he loves. What does he love though? Boats. 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 <laughs> like the famous uh, Step Brothers song. I was gonna boats do the rest, but I didn't. And boats. <laughs> boats and boats. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he had no access to the Black Sea, the Caspian, which is my favourite named sea, and the Seriously, Baltic. I like go the on. Indian Ocean. Mm, nah, it's too too much the something something. The Irish Sea. Yours is the Caspian Sea. It's not, it's just the Caspian. Like a ship. No, <laughs> ship. <laughs> I'd call my ship the Caspian. Well, yeah, that's a nice... Caspian's but, a good name. But it's called the Caspian Sea. What? <laughs> you just look so deep in I thought I was just then. thinking that Caspian as a word. Um, anyway, what does it mean? I don't know, do I? Okay. Um, no access to the Black Sea, the Caspian or the Baltic. And gaining this access to sea was the main goal of his of his foreign policy. He captured Azov in 1696 from the Turks, yes. I think. Uh, and that's where he began building this navy I mentioned earlier. I think he built like 52 massive ships or something. That sounds about right. This is my favourite part. Um, and he helped to push from the Sea of Azov to the Black Sea mm-hmm. from there. Because originally, I think in 1695, he lost. He had a battle for Azov and then lost it and then he took it. Yeah. Um, but then in 1700, he got engaged in the North, in the Northern War with Sweden. Um, mm-hmm. I think he had to ally with maybe Denmark, with Denmark and um, what's the other one? Norway. Were they the were they jointly ruled at the time? I think maybe. Um, but he had to ally with like yeah, a Scandinavian yeah. country and some other country as well to fight Sweden, who were like a big force at the time. Um, and he hadn't made, he hadn't managed to make his way th- to the Black Sea yet um, from Azov. Uh, so he turned his attention to the Baltic Sea, which he could he could take from Sweden, I think. 
he uh, in, so it started in 1700. This war, he had a battle at Narva um, with the Swedes. The Russians were defeated. Not good at all. But Peter saw this as a blessing in disguise eventually. Um, they learned from their mistakes and he would he played an active role in the winning battles at Narva in 1704. Mm-hmm. Four years later came back. I love that, an underdog story. Um, Lesnaya, don't know how you pronounce that, in 1708. And Poltava in 1709. And Poltava was particularly uh, important because it was a crushing defeat for Charles XII of Sweden. Don't, I don't have anything Did, against um, him at the moment, but yeah. Peter the Great have a Scorched Earth policy, or have I made that up? Uh, couldn't tell you, but he had an interesting policy um, during the Poltava battle. Mm-hmm. And he basically decided he was going to direct this Swedish army to the city of Poltava, or the town, yeah, the city of Poltava. And sort of trap them. They sort of got trapped there because it was in the middle of the winter, mm-hmm. and I think that's how, that made me their resources went down and everything. They they sort of lost because they got trapped in Russia in the winter. Essentially, uh, um, must be cold. Yeah, but I thought Swedish would have been all right yeah, with that. It's quite cold. But maybe because it, it was so was far there. away from home, they they weren't prepared to live. Yeah, they can't keep getting resources in. Yeah. Um. Uh, and then. So everything sort of, after that first loss, they probably did, you know, some setbacks and stuff, but everything seemed to go perfectly for them, really. Mm-hmm. 1714, the Battle of Gangut. I don't know if you pronounce it like that, or Hangut or something. don't know. The Russians won their first ever major naval victory. Woo! The Treaty of Nystad in... Oh, no, something else. Sorry, I thought I had something else to say about that. But, yeah. But, yeah. So he's built this... Navy, and then within the within twenty years or whatever, less than that, they've they've won, they've won a big naval victory. Mm. Treaty of Nystad was seventeen twenty one, and that ceded, oh, the eastern shores of the Baltic to Russia. Ah, he's making progress. And it effectively reduced Sweden to a secondary power. So we had like they destroyed Sweden so much that like they knocked them off the perch, essentially. Essentially. Well, maybe they only had room for a certain number of powers, and Russia was up there. Now. Russia was w- Russia was building, yeah, um, yeah, and it was unthinkable that Sweden would fall in that twenty years would fall so much, mm-hmm. having been such a huge power. And uh, the Baltic Sea was a great place for trade for the Russians, uh, and in celebration of his triumph, the Senate on um, I think it was November the second, seventeen twenty one, changed Russia's title from Tsar to that of Emperor of all the Russias. Um, and oh yeah, Emperor of uh, great father of the fatherland and the great. Given that to the great, yeah, not bad that is it. There's lots of other wars he also had. He had a war with Turkey. Um, during this time, during between mm-hmm. 1700s and 1721, um, which he I think he seems to have lost it. Um, but he didn't really have to give up that much. He ended up. Um, I think he maybe. They weren't. I read somewhere that he basically got. He could have lost a lot more than he did. Um, like he was in a bad situation, and the Turkish just negotiate negotiates just weren't that good, uh, and he managed to get away with more than he should have. Really, I don't know if that's maybe he lost Azov there, um, or lost some land near Azov that he'd been sort of progressing through. Yeah. Um. So I don't think he ever got. Out there at the um, the Black Sea properly because I know Azov has a sea and that leads onto the Black Sea, but I don't know. Yeah, it's the little. Like... Yeah, it's a little circular sea, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not sure if he did. But anyway, now he has the Baltic, the Baltic Sea, um, and he also invaded Persia. He was like, I might go a bit further away, take on the Persians. Uh, and in 1723, Persia ceded the western and southern shores of the Caspian to Russia um, oh, in return for military aid. So he's pretty much nailed that. It was like these three seas. This mm-hmm. is where my trade's going to come through and everything. This is where I'm going to get my victories from. And he's over the course of 20, well. 20 odd years, yeah, 25 years, he's nailed it. So back to back to Russia for the mm-hmm. for a bit of a finale. You mentioned uh, the serfs earlier, the peasant serfs. Yep. All this war had a big impact on them. To be mm. honest, you can't. They were the ones who 
he needed most yeah. for the wars, really. Starts at home, doesn't it, really? Yeah, war starts at home. Mm. What's the other... What else starts at home? Love. That's not what I'm thinking of. No. Do you know what I'm thinking of? Is it saying? I think so. If you know what we're talking about, please get in contact at Idiot History Pod. At Idiot not History Pod. Idiot. <laughs> on, uh, on the Twitter. Twitter? I can't remember what it's called. Um... Yeah, they, they were exploited a lot, basically, by Peter and his reforms and his aims. Um, and they had a l- quite a lot. I told you before you weren't looking out for him. We'll see. Well, I think he did a bit with the table of ranks. Um, but they revolted a lot, basically, and they were always cruelly put down. I bet. Um, and he, all, yeah, it costs so much money um, that... I think he sort of had to rely on businessmen a bit and they were given privileges, which included the right to buy peasant serfs for labour in workshops, which is not a good development. That's very sad. I'm not happy with that. Um, he won't be happy with this either. Peter moved away from the capital of Moscow um, in, I think it was 1703. Yep. He decided, I've had enough bad memories in Moscow. It's yeah, in my family, you know, died. Yeah. Um, so let's... Let's build somewhere else. What about this marsh, marshy land, this swamp land uh, here? Um, but was it closer to Western Europe? Oh, it's situated on the Na- Neva, Neva River, um, and it would be his window to Europe. Yep. So it's like, let's build a city here, let's call it St. Petersburg, maybe? maybe mm. St. Matthewsburg, I don't know. <laughs> um, in 1703. Um, and this was, you know, he thought, this is going to be my centre. Mm-hmm. Made it the capital in 1712. Not an easy task to build, as I say. Swampland, not grey. I think um, the White House... Was the White House built on, like, swampland or marshland as well, I think, when they originally built? Don't know. I'm pretty sure they did, though. Um, Or, like, not a great place to build. Um, And it cost thousands of Russian... Not the White House. um, (laughs) That cost thousands of Russian (laughs) coins. (laughs) Lives. It cost thousands of Russian um, lives. To build her, to build a city. It's a Which city built on bones, I think. Yes, it is. Um, you know when they were building the Great Wall of China? Yes. Did many die? Um, you'll have to listen to our Great Wall of China podcast episode that we'll be doing at some point in the future to find out the answer, Lorna. <laughs> in other words, <laughs> I don't know, but don't I can know. probably guess yes. Yeah. Okay. Pyramids are interesting, aren't they? Like, Great shapes. They're massive, aren't they, as well? Huge. Did he know how they built them? I thought uh, it was something like they didn't know exactly how they built them because they're like, such big blocks. Mm. It's like Stonehenge. <laughs> yeah, I'm fairly sure that just got wheeled in. What did? Stonehenge? Yeah. Not all of it. How can you wheel it in? Well, wheel it in and place it. Oh, it's like the Easter egg. I'm just jumping yeah. around the world. <laughs> Easter Island heads. Yes. Listen to episode nine, I think. I think so. Um, that's a good one. I like that one a lot. Um, so, a bit about Peter in, in his um his personal life. Oh yeah. What do you think he was like? Um, I think he was bossy. Oh, I think yeah. he liked to drink. I think. These are all things we've already established. Give me something we won't expect. <laughs> mm, did he have a party trick? Yeah, actually, I've got a party trick. Yeah, yeah, that's not a bad guess. Yeah, go on. Um, well, I'm gonna get onto his party trick in a minute. He um, he didn't really like splendor, splendor. Yeah, way, I imagine. Um, the Byzantine um rulers had in the past. He was pretty simple in his uh in his taste um he enjoyed conversation over a mug of beer with shipwrights and sailors from foreign ships visiting st petersburg i like that Pretty sounds simple. like he had his deep chats yeah um he was restless energetic and impulsive he did not like splendid clothes that hindered his movements often he appeared in worn out shoes and an old hat still more often in military or naval uniform i'm not surprised i actually saw a really funny picture of him in a disguise like, not a picture, sorry, like a drawing of him in disguise uh, when he went on his grand embassies. How tall was he? 
We'll get on to that. I'm nearly finished, by the way. Um, one of Peter's great gifts of statementship um, was the ability to pick talented collaborators for his highest appointments. So he's pretty smart. He and he didn't. It didn't matter whether it was from noble family or from lower levels of society. Um, and this is why I think he seems like an alright guy. So like he'd choose. He didn't. You know, it was all about how good you were. Not all, but a lot about how good you were. Not where you're from. Or supposedly, um, and he um, he had an insatiable capacity for work, and he saw himself as the state servant. So even though he was this big, um, he essentially is the state. Yeah, this big absolutist leader. When it came to doing the work, he was like, "All right, um, I'll I'll do the same job I'll you will." Him. Basically, yes, he'll muck in. So he, he always put himself in a subordinate position and he would perform his duties with the same consciousness that he demanded of, of others. So it was like... That says conscientiousness. That's what I said, conscientiousness. <laughs> um, yeah, and when he began uh, in the army, um, he um, served in the lowest rank and required others likewise to get good mm-hmm. and then progress up. Um He's fondness of merrymaking, lovemaking. Merrymaking. Merrymaking. Love. Is it lovemaking, that song? Do you know what song I'm talking about? Calvin Harris in the 80s. Yeah, merrymaking, having a, having a good time. I thought merrymaking was just having a party. Yeah, having a party, yeah. Oh, I didn't know it was making love. No, it's not. That's right. the next line of that song. Oh, sorry, sorry. I'm, I'm not sure it is. <laughs> um, yeah, he was enjoying having a party. He enjoyed having a party, is what I said there. Um... <laughs> But apparently he was pretty crude with his jokes. Oh, I'm not a fan Sometimes of that. drank heavily and forced his guests to do so too. He was known to be cruel and tyrannic tyrannical. What am I saying? Tyrannical. I don't know. Um, I'm not a fan of that. So you were happy. He was like, Oh, he's having a good party, but he's also a bit of a Well, you not have a good, a good party and you let everyone else enjoy the party mm. on their own accord. If they don't want to be there, don't make them. Oh, okay. Sorry, Peter. He was reportedly six and a half feet tall. Big boy. How tall is your brother? Big boy. Um, six foot five. Is that it? Oh, Maybe no, seven. Six foot seven. Dan, you're nearly as tall as him. Yeah. Keep going. Keep <laughs> growing. Hi, Dan. Um, he was supposed to be handsome. Um, this is Peter the Great, not Dan. Boom. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but he was a uh, heavy drinker. Um, and could be extremely violent. This is the thing I was going to say about a party trick. Right, okay. I'd heard this, and I couldn't really find it anywhere. I found it on not on a not a great website. Okay. I've read I read in a few places that he did enjoy dentistry. This isn't a party trick. <laughs> Pulling people's teeth out. Trying it apparently. Yeah, sometimes he'd have a few and, and pull out people's teeth. And then just be like, yeah, sure. I think I it, maybe maybe it was torture and stuff. I'm not sure. Oh. But um, yeah, not all of them were like. They were like, oh, I've actually got a bit of a wobbly on here. Peter, do you want to have a crack? <laughs> um, but I definitely remember learning that A level and. Um, Rings a bell, the yeah. tooth thing. I wouldn't trust him. No, especially after a few. It's too much of a merrymaker for me to be a dentist. I've never heard you say the word merrymaker before, but you, <laughs> it feels natural. Um, <laughs> Peter, married twice. Mm-hmm. He had 11 children, many of whom died in infancy. His eldest son, Alexis. Named after his father. Yeah. Lovely. Was convicted of high treason by Peter and secretly executed in 1718. What? Um, Brutal. What did he do? I can't remember exactly what he did. I looked, they weren't that interesting. But then he, he fled for a bit and then he got brought back. Oh, <laughs> uh, and and tortured killed. and executed. Probably had his teeth pulled out. Yeah, maybe. Uh, in I'm, just, I'm trying to not do all the murder today. Yeah, that's what I tried last week. In the autumn of 1724... Um, I'm not sure if this actually went down like this, but it's a pretty good ending. Um, he saw some soldiers in danger uh, of drowning uh, from a ship um, in the Gulf of Finland or somewhere near the near mm-hmm. the Gulf of Finland, and he characteristically plunged himself into the icy water to help out. I've heard this. Oh, really? Yeah. He uh, caught a chill, got uh, seriously ill in the winter, but continued to work mm-hmm. as he would because he's a top lad. Top boy. He died early uh, in the following year, um, and he left an empire that stretched from Archangel um, on the White Sea 
to Mazanderan, Mazanderan on the Caspian and from the Baltic Sea to the Pacific Ocean. Um, and even though in 1722 he'd uh, issued a decree reserving to himself the right to nominate his successor, he never nominated an heir. Seems like a waste. Why Why do that decree? I don't know. It is, but I'll get around to it sometime. Don't put off them But right now it. I need to jump into this uh, water to save You're going to die. <sighs> His widow, Catherine, whom he had crowned as empress in 1724, succeeded him. Um, I think that was before his grandson took over, the future Peter II. How come none of the rest of his children did? I don't know. I I said that many, many died, though, in infancy, so I don't know how many survived. Mm. Um, Peter the Great died on February 8th, 1725. Uh, he's entombed in the Cathedral of Saints Peter and Paul, located in St. Petersburg. Aww. Hey. St. Petersburg's a really colourful place, isn't it? Yes. I could have gone more into St. Petersburg. Um, it's a lot of death. It's a lot of death. A lot. It's really interesting, though, but um, it's also been a bit too long, I feel like, because the, um, we try and keep them under an hour now. And Louis XIV, when I did Louis XIV in Versailles... And it was a long one. It was a long one, 120, not 120 minutes, one hour 20, which might be our longest. Yeah, I think so. I don't um, think we've had many over an hour. Yeah. Um, we're not going to go over an hour this week as well. Woo! So that's good for all all of us. My voice, your ears. Yeah. Yeah. Big question for this week. Go on. The big, big question. question. <laughs> Today's big question. Do, 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 do. So... This week, um, in tribute of, of Peter the Great, I keep on with saying Saint Peter the Great. He weren't a saint. No, he definitely he was, weren't. Oh, what do you think about him? About. Do you think he was a very bad guy? Um, That's my big question. I'm going to give you a little question. I always... Well, I think about him in terms of... You know when you see old men in the pub and they're a bit <laughs> leery and you're not really a fan of them? He's one of them. Does not sound okay. But it doesn't mean to say that he's not good at his job because in the day they're not in the pub. Working hard. I don't think they sound like very nice people. I don't know what pubs you're going to, Lorna Barry, but I feel like I need to go with you and have a word (laughs) with some people. I don't go to many pubs, but I just know Leary guys when I see him, and I think he's a bit of a Leary guy. But I also recognise that he's good at his job. So someone might be a Leary guy, but a really good plumber. And if I need something to do in my house, like if I need a plumber, wouldn't stop me going to that guy, would it? You'd be like. What's that leery guy called? Give yeah. me a ring. <laughs> Creepy summer. And he'd be like, yeah, called. I've seen you across the room. Yeah. I don't get that vibe from Peter, really. You're focused more on the merrymaking side of Peter, I don't think. I think he's... I think he's alright. Not great. I don't think a lot of rulers at that time were great, but... I'm... What about rulers now? Mmm, don't get me started on rulers now. Queen Elizabeth. You big fan she's, of she's fine. Like, whatever. She didn't do anything. She didn't do anything. <laughs> she's too old. She's fragile. Um, but these, um, yeah, these old rulers, like him and Louis, I find really interesting, but not the best people. Mm. Um, I also think it's really difficult to be a good person in that time. They're doing it with the learned behaviour. Mm. I'm all about this learned behaviour. I know, behavior. I can tell. You've learned that today, haven't you? No, this is my... <laughs> got my NVQ head on. Right, no one knows what all that is. All about my what adolescent development. What does NVQ stand for? Something vocational for right, You're passing new. National? Yeah. Um. So, good answer to the big I'm question. still passing it. I'm talking about my learned behaviour. Right, anyway. Little question of the week. Mm-hmm. The little question. do 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 question that was creepy so um he obviously in tribute of peter the great mm-hmm. um naming a town ta- a town ta- uh, a city after himself saint petersburg yes what, what choose a, a town a city a hamlet a village mm-hmm. name it after something what would what would you like to name or name after yourself um, i've got one for you go on basberg no. 
No, I no, think that's quite no, good. No, no, um, no. I like the idea of um, a no. Ville, like Matt's Ville. Oh, yeah. I did think Lornaville was um, a good one. This is what we say because my mum's always like away with the fairies. Yes. And she often does this thing where you'll have a conversation and then like two hours later she'll say a question about what we were talking about two hours ago but with no reference or anything. So we, we struggle to know what she's on about. So we say that she's in Jerryville. Oh, Jerryville's a good yeah. one. Sounds good. <laughs> Keep mentioning my mum. She's I famous. Know. I'm not oh, so she, famous. She retweets all our tweets. She's a good egg. Oh, she's a good egg. Um, yeah, Jerryville. It's Population, Jezbaz. Yeah. I like Lawneville. Yeah. You could be Mattyville. No. Ma- people, someone... Uh, I just signed <laughs> a new job and I told them I don't like being called Matty. What, you said I don't like... Did you actually say that? I think because someone would say, like, Matthew, and I was like, oh, no, it's just Matt. And they're like, oh... And I was like, it's not Matty. Right. And then someone today came and I was like, hi, Matty. And I was like, who are you? And why are you calling me Matty? And they were all, all my new co-workers were laughing. They were like, oh, you just called you Matty. And I was like, yeah, I don't like that. Yeah. Never call me Matty. Thanks. Everyone tweet him, at Matty. <laughs> yeah, tweet at Matty. If you <laughs> yeah, want. that's not Matty. I don't know who that's that not is. Matt, don't tweet that one. Um, I would not call him Mattyville. Um, what's, oh, I was thinking of Whoville in The Grinch. You could have like Mattsburg. Nah, I don't like a burg. I like I a don't ville. Like a burg. What else can you have? We live in Old Ham. <laughs> Matt Ham. <laughs> you could have Manchester. Yeah, that's alright. Um Matpool. Yeah. You could just have like your name because we're giving oh, it a ville yes. and stuff, but Matt. Yeah, that's literally could be it. Because... Do you want to come to Matt for um, tea tonight? Oh, yeah, there's a new restaurant opened in Matt. It's really oh, really? What is yeah. it? It's in Italian. Oh, yeah. it's called... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, remember, I remember that I couldn't speak. To... They've owned a new French restaurant as well. Have they? It's called Je ne sais pas, Matt. Yeah, you could just call it Matt. Yeah. Right, we'll wrap this up. Um, thanks, Peter. The great. You're all yeah. right. You're great. <laughs> nah, you're all right. <laughs> Peter, they're all right. Um, <laughs> follow us on Twitter at idiotstripod. Tweet yeah. us. No, yeah, yeah. Tweet us if you yeah. want. Whatever you want. Uh, email us at idiotstripod at gmail dot com. Mm-hmm. Give us a like. Give us a review on Podbean. Give us all um, iTunes. iTunes or the podcast app or whatever you're listening to us on. Tell a friend. Thanks for listening. Wrapping it up. We will see you or speak to you. Sorry, I'm just doing my We won't see you. Um, we'll speak, speak to you to soon. You next we? week. Oh, yeah, we're next week, actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Have a good week. Happy Wednesday. Yes. Or Thursday. Whatever day or you day. Oh. I'll be listening on Jogs Day or Flogs Day. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Big fan of Jogs Day. Bye.